bothersome. Bro, I'm almost 30, and my mom has new money for the past, like, month and a half. I'm, like, mad about it. I'm mad about it. I know. Yep. It is the worst. I hate needing help. Yeah, me too, bud. Especially because, like, even though, like, when I was living out in the camper, I struggled. Like, mm -hmm. I struggled, struggled on gas a lot of times. Yeah. But I always managed. Yep. But. That's. Just, how, but, dude, let me tell you something. For real. Let me tell you something. Man. Here's something I've learned recently is that life is about living, not surviving. And surviving. Right. Surviving is something that any person can do by themselves. Right. Living is something you can only do with other people. Yeah. And I don't know. I've just been examining my own views and biases about that recently, mm -hmm. about not wanting help. And honestly, man, I recently got a call back. I, I woke up too late to call them back, but I'm going to call them back Monday from the fucking American with disability people. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they might be able to help me with some stuff. Nice. And honestly, at this point, oh, this is what I was going to get at. Surviving like that for so long, mm -hmm. it tires you out way faster than you think it does. Yes. And at a certain point, you either die or you accept help. Yeah. That's I how mean, life works. It's I've always been okay with accepting help well everybody i've always been resistant to accepting help that's because you're I a man always, who was i know raised in america i know exactly and it doesn't have anything to do with the way you raised me mom no it has everything <laughs> to do with the american values though. yes right. exactly we'd rather tan our taints than as teach a, as a non-binary person who was raised as a male as a man like, it fucking, I hate having to accept help you, from people. You I sat fucking front hate and center it. at the toxic masculinity seminar that yeah. we all yeah. went to Absolutely. forcibly. And it's, it's one of those things. It's like, it fucking wears you out. Yeah. And I don't have the energy for it anymore. And I think that our generation as a whole, millennials, I, I mean. Yeah. It, we're, we're all getting there. We're all getting to the point where it's like, man, I'm 35 or 30. I was going to say older millennials close have to 40. been there. Younger, like the, the Zillennials, like, yeah. like where Kat and I are. Yeah. We're we're in a weird spot where we're just now hitting that, oh, man, I am burned out. And life is a quarter over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I literally, I mean, we talk about burnout. Like I'm burnt out so hard that like I, I can't even date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Life did that to me. America right. did that to me. Like, and it did it to a lot of us. Like, way more than you think. Yeah. That's why can't none of y'all find happiness. Because you're not in therapy. <laughs> Go to therapy. God damn it. Yes, I understand. I get it. It's fucking hard. I hate it. Like I said, the past, I'm, I'm one of those, you know how people say that, you know, all of your cells regenerate. After a certain point of time, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a, yeah, a it's new like body, a whole new body every right. seven uh -huh. years or some nonsense. I honestly wonder if, and, and maybe you know, this is some Buddhist shit. And if I studied more, I would know Guaranteed. if if your life cycle does that too. You know what I'm saying? I don't. May kind of, I guess, because I look back, you know, because Facebook throws all these old memories in my face, mm -hmm. and I look back on things that I posted ten years ago. Mm -hmm. 
and it is a complete 180 oh, from what yeah, I dude, am I'm right like, now. Like that is not me. Yeah. When I oh yeah. Shit all that the I time. Posted on Facebook in 2011. I actually, when we started doing the show more seriously, I went through my entire like old Facebook and I just searched for keywords for posts <laughs> that needed to go away. <laughs> like, oh, I don't do that. If y'all want to go look at the the posts that I have made on my various social medias that I've had throughout the years, you can find them. No, I, I was the reason, bad. Well, so the reason that I don't delete them is so that I can be reminded of why I am the way I am now. It's like, oh, I said that type of sh- Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But see, we, we got to be better than that, huh? Future me? Yeah. Okay. But, you know. I, so- I was ever, like, terrible. terrible oh, I was but- terrible. I'm not terrible. I wasn't terrible, but I mean, literally, I know you and I, Ruben, we've discussed it on the old podcast, Tangents, Yeah, that whenever I used to work for a certain company and spent most of my days driving around in a van, I couldn't listen. You know, the radio stations bugged the piss out of me. So all I really had to listen to that was different every day was talk radio. Oh, yeah. God. So yeah. I got indoctrinated through Limbaugh and Hannity and oh, yeah. Bortz, you know, and I see that influence over what i posted back then mm-hmm. like the yeah. other day it threw in my face i posted a thing that was uh talking about needing to take a drug test to get welfare and you know if you've got to take it to earn a living you should do it for welfare too and i you know it's just like oh god you know just i mean i don't know so i i yeah, just it's wonder shit if- that seems logical right yeah. when you're in it but then later you look and you're like wow so i guess i don't want people to eat yeah. right back then yeah. i didn't want people to have food yeah no i huh. was just i was just a really shitty like reactionary troll when i was younger yeah no and i remember i, I, well, I really the type I, of posts that, that people like that would make yeah and I, I really i really liked slurs then i really liked them yeah because they bothered people do you remember funny junk no no okay no. well Ooh, funny junk was, you know, 4chan. Uh huh. Funny junk was where people who got kicked off of 4chan went. Oh god! For like a long time, and it has gotten worse. I check in on it every once in a while, and it's just, I mean, I apologize to the the listeners' ears for this grossness, but like, uh, they they uh, they still call people fucking nignogs. And oh shit. Oh my god. Yeah, bud. It's rough over there. It's rough. Good job. Um Yeah, it's fucking bad. It's bad <sighs> over there. And that whole website started because the creator of Funny Junk didn't want to fucking regulate their site. Yeah. So of course, all the little white kids who thought they were being cool or subversive jump yep. over there and then oh all of a sudden nazis whoa uh-oh yeah oh it's there was a point in my life where i really could have gone either way all right well we're gonna start this episode <laughs> that has absolutely nothing to do with what we've been talking about for eight minutes now um thank so, god you guys met some black people you know i think that's yeah. what it is honestly <laughs> Literally. I, I, I truly honestly i think what changed me was joining the theater 
It's literally yeah, no, you me just too. have to meet a different type of person than you are. Exactly. Yep. My my best friend in high school that I kind of split ways with uh, around the time that I started doing theater. Um, uh, he's right wing as fuck now. And right. Yeah. So um, so welcome to Campfire Stories. I am Don. I'm Ruben. I guess. I'm thankfully not a Nazi. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna, we're yeah, gonna, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna tackle. It's been a while since we've done one, and I think Ruben's right in the perfect mood. We're gonna do a ghost story today. Okay, what kind of ghost story? We're gonna do the Legend of the Bell Witch, one okay. of the most famous. Ghost one of the stories. most famous. Well, I haven't heard it. Well, you're going to today. So here you've we certainly go. heard bits and pieces. Probably. Probably. Have you ever seen? Yeah. You don't watch movies. I was about to ask if you watched a movie. That's like asking you, were you a what movie? It really depends. Called man. an American Haunting. Nope. Okay then. So it's been called America's greatest ghost story, and it happened right in Tennessee. In the decades since the Trail the, of Tears, no wait, <laughs> <In> <laughs> no, we decades, don't tell that ghost story. No, in the decades, American slavery, shit, no, that's a different one too. <laughs> in the decades since the witch or spirit first manifested around the Bell family on their farm in Robertson County in early 19th century, uh, the Bell witch has attracted the attention of ghost hunters, skeptics, supernaturalists religious leaders, storytellers, authors, historians, and curious citizens from all over the world. Earlier sources of the Bell Witch legend are dubious at best, but but provide a terrific look at the pervasiveness of the legend and the progression of the Bell Witch story through the years. Now, the two most famous sources, an authenticated history of the famous Bell Witch by M.V. Ingram, published in 1894, and a mysterious spirit, the Bell Witch of Tennessee, by Charles Bailey Bell are essentially the same narrative differing only in detail and style. Both that these, is how horror stories work. Yep. Both of these sources tell a fascinating story of the supernatural and provide the basis for much of the Bell Witch folklore. Excuse me. So John Bell was born in Halifax County, North Carolina in 1750, the son of William Bell and Ann Jones. In 1782, John Sorry, I was doing an exhale, and I needed to say that Halifax is Shadowfax's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) And we are nerds, because they both got that joke. In 1782, John Bell married... For those of you who didn't, Shadowfax is Gandalf's horse. Right. I'm pretty sure. Fax is short for facsimile. Very good. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So, literally, the full name of the horse is Shadow Facsimile. Yeah. He's a facsimile of shadows, but he's actually a white horse in the movies, I'm pretty sure. It's pretty cool. Wow, facsimile of shadows. That's like a... That's a... uh, Fantasy novel name. Facsimile of yeah, Shadows is. is a really Damn. good fantasy <laughs> that's a, name. That's a young adult reader <laughs> that's, for sure. Nah, that's a hey, listen, dude. That's an adult novel. I read <laughs> listen, I read Brandon Sanderson and shit, and the, the facsimile of shit get the fuck out of here, dude. I read a book called by Brent Weeks called um Oh uh The Shadows Edge. That was that was me when I was in high school. <laughs> and that's a that's a fully an adult book. Like that's not for that's not YA, dude. So many so many YA novels that I read when I was a kid were dark as shit, and they're classified as young adult. Readers. Well, hell, look at the Hunger Games. It's literally <laughs> fucking. Some of uh some books are actually classified YA or not. Like for example, if the Hunger Games had sex in it, it's not a YA novel anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It only suggests it, yeah. so therefore it's still YA because America's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, this this book is like it's a it's 
theme, the sex notwithstanding, the themes of these books are definitely adult rather than YA. Um, I do still enjoy a YA novel. I see, that's again. the case for like my favorite young adult series, which is Unwound. And that is that an one. incredibly, incredibly dark series. It's not about being dark. It's not about being dark. It's about the concepts that you're being, that are being, it's like the conflicts it, are It was a weird metaphor different. for abortion rights. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm not talking, like, you can have a weird metaphor for abortion rights in a YA or in an adult novel. Yeah. I'm saying that the, the novels are, okay, like in the Hunger Games, it's all this bad shit is hinted at. What? But meanwhile, Katniss is just a badass who can hunt, really. And until later in the until series. Until very, then, way yeah. later in the series. Uh-huh. Just like Harry Potter grew up with its readers. Yeah. I'm saying in the very first book, in this, in the very first novel here, a boy has to kill another boy who's threatening to rape him uh, because they live on the streets on some Ender Games type shit. Uh, on some Ender Shadow type shit. And and then it's just the concepts are deeper than a YA novel tends to get. Yeah. Well, there's there's a scene just like that. It's I'm I'm specifically saying Unwound shouldn't have been in my school library. Probably. I mean, no, it definitely should have been. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I get what you're but saying. it was it should not be classified as a young adult reader by any means. No, and some of those do get misclassified, in my opinion. Like, um, I read this book called. No More Dead Dogs, when I was in... I can't believe I still remember the name of that book. I'm going to look it up right now to see if I'm right, actually, because it's been literally a decade and a half or something. Yep, that's the one. This is a this is literally classified as a children's novel, and one of the characters is named Wallace Wallace. His first name is Wallace, his last name is Wallace. Uh-huh. And, an, and a bully in the novel calls this character jackass jackass and also um they it's basically it's a it's basically a it's a kid who doesn't lie wallace wallace doesn't lie because his mom told him that his good for nothing dad who left was a liar never told the truth so wallace wallace is like i'm only ever gonna tell the truth this of course gets him in trouble until um he gets framed for blowing up with like some cherry bombs like a piece of theater prop or whatever while it's on the stage and then later in the book it happens again only this time he is able to save the show in a dramatic way i think right this was a decade ago so i don't remember exactly but like again it's a children's book it's called no more dead dogs and it shouldn't have been (laughs) that should have been an adult one that's our Audible plug for this week. <laughs> Actually, yeah. AudibleTrial.com slash TTO pod. Fucking Don't know get if on that's it. on Audible, but... I'm looking it up right now. In 1782... It is! <laughs> in 1782, John Bell married Lucy Williams, daughter... Dude, it's got a 4.5 out of 5 on Audible. Shit. Daughter of prominent farmer John Williams of Edgecombe County, North Carolina. The Bells bought her farm in Edgecombe County and began amassing wealth and influence in the area. <clears throat> In 1804, the family, consisting of John and Lucy Bell and their children, Jesse, John Jr., Drury, Benjamin, Esther, Zadok, Elizabeth, Richard Williams, and Joel Egbert, 
built a house. Where the fuck did Zadok come from? I don't know. <laughs> the rest of them names was like normal, slightly biblical family ass names. I don't know. I've never heard of anybody else named Zadok. Say the names again, please. One of the parents was down. Egbert. John and, John and Lucy. Lucy. Jesse. Okay. That's two J's so yeah. far. John yep. Jr. Three. Drury. Kind of sort of a fourth. <laughs> like, we're out of J names. Is there one with a D that sounds like a J? Drury. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Benjamin, which has a J in it. <laughs> Esther. Zadok. Yeah. Z-A-D-O-K. Zadok. Fucking wild. Elizabeth, Richard Williams, and Joel Egbert. Richard Williams sounds like a grown man. Right. Oh, yeah. So they built a house and started a farm on 1,000 acres. These are the, the Bell family. Yes, the Bell family. Okay. Uh, built a farm on 1,000 acres located on the Red River in Robertson County, Tennessee. I like how one of their names is just Joel Egbert. Yeah. Like that's that's the what, whole What was name. it? Robert Williams Bell. Rob, Rob, what yeah, the fuck? Robert Williams Bell, Joel Egbert Bell. Those are some... That's... I don't even know what that is. Egbert <laughs> isn't something you name a child you love. At all. No. Ever. Egbert. All the king's horses couldn't put that motherfucker <laughs> back together. So of their children, Benjamin died as a young child. Mm-mm. Zadok became a prominent lawyer and moved, like and moved to Mississippi, where he was also died relatively young. Esther married Bennett Porter in 1817. Jesse married Martha Gunn, daughter of Reverend Thomas Gunn, and later moved to Mississippi. John Bell Jr. married Elizabeth Gunn, also daughter of Reverend Thomas Gunn, and became a successful farmer in Robertson County. Drury never married and owned a farm on the north side of the Red River. Elizabeth, also known as Betsy Bell, eventually married her former teacher, Richard Powell, and moved to Mississippi. God damn. Richard- don't like when people marry their former teacher. <laughs> this is a different time, though. I, t- I don't care. <laughs> Richard Williams Bell was married three times to Sally Gunn, daughter of Reverend Thomas Gunn, Susan Gunn, daughter of Reverend James Gunn. This is Reverend James Gunn sounds familiar. James Gunn is James, the director of yeah, uh, that's why. Guardians, yeah. of, Guardians the of the Galaxy. Yeah. And a lot and he his last wife was Eliza Orndorf. Eliza li- Orndorf is a great dwarven name. Mm-hmm. True. I think it's Horndorf, though, isn't it? O R N D. Oh wow. Yeah, Orndorf. He lived out the rest of his life in Robertson County. The youngest child, Joel Egbert. You've also said too many names for me to recall <laughs> what any of them are suddenly. Uh, yeah, the youngest child, Joel Egbert, married. I'm never going to forget Egbert. Yeah, married twice and moved to Springfield. Now, despite the lasting impact of what the Bells. He's a Simpson? Yeah. Despite the is last. Springfield real? Yes, there's multiple Springfields. Really? Yeah, Springfield, well, Illinois. Yeah, but- Springfield is that why in they the chose Simpsons it? is always very yeah, vague. They but is that say. why they chose it? Is because there's a lot of Springfields? Possibly. I, possibly. I, it's 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 a full in joke where nobody knows what state yeah. Springfield is in. Even when yeah. they did like the Family Guy Simpsons crossover episode, yeah, um, they got out of the car in Springfield, and one of them was like, uh, "What state are we in?" And Peter was like, "Oh, I'm sure we're not allowed to say." <laughs> I I still remember they like had a map and like one of them said look and here's our city of Springfield and like Bart's head pops up well, you can't see it but so despite the lasting impact of what the Bells termed quote unquote our family trouble the family continued to flourish and some descendants of the Bells still live in Tennessee and other southern and midwestern states with that many fucking kids they better <laughs> right so the origin of the legendary Bell witch is of course a mystery 
In early accounts, the spirit itself provides the origin stating, I am a spirit. I once was very happy, but I have been disturbed and made unhappy. I am the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods nearby, and the grave was disturbed. My bones disinterred and scattered, and one of my teeth was lost under this house. I am looking for that tooth. My bones! <laughs> now, of course, this cannot be verified, however, or verified. However, a number... Yeah. No way. <laughs> On some n- Courage the Cowardly Dog return the slab <laughs> type <laughs> shit. This is PCP Pete again. By the way. Oh, heard. <laughs> well, welcome back. We S- haven't heard from him in a I long know, we time. We were just talking about it the other night. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had very much supernatural shit to deal yeah, with, have we? Sorry, you could have brought him in at any point during fish. No, I couldn't. Have. <laughs> no. no, not to no. P- look, SCP Pete must remain relatively pure. <laughs> <laughs> we still need to know what he looks like. I could have brought him in for Vlad, but we didn't really get into like a whole bunch of supernatural vampire. supernatural vampire stuff. You're we right. got into like a lot of Vlad stuff. Um. A number of Indian burial mounds can be found in that region. And yeah, SCP Pete is non-binary, so fuck you. <laughs> in another event, the witch claimed He's to be... actually super binary because he is an SCP. Ah. In another event, the witch claimed to be a spirit from everywhere. Heaven, hell, the earth, and in the air, the houses, any place at any time have been created millions of years. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. So they're, they're everything. Who is the witch Why? or the spirit? It doesn't say. That's just what they they claim the spirit claimed. All right. Now, the first appearance of unusual disturbances. Can you sing with all the colors of the mountain or whatever? <laughs> uh, the first appearance of unusual disturbances surrounding the Bell family is usually reported as an incident on the farm in which John Bell fired a shot at a quote unquote dog like creature which vanished. Coyote. Oh, yeah. Drury and Betsy also began to see strange creatures Betsy near the property. Betsy is a horse name. <laughs> or yeah, a cow. Yeah, that's definitely not a human name. Yeah. Well, her I name- mean, I know it is. I've known people named Betsy. They don't go by Betsy, though. No, I knew a, I knew a girl who went by Betsy. Sorry. It's just not a human name. Yeah. And similar to Egbert, is not a name you give a child you love. Right. <laughs> So, um, these- Betsy, if you hear this, I'm sorry. I'm sure your parents love you. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, these sites are accompanied by strange sounds around the house. Betsy, Drury, and John begin to hear unaccounted for knocking on the doors and windows, the sounds of wings flapping against the ceilings, and the sound of rats gnawing on bedposts. Uh, I would say bird in the house, rats in the house, and... Say it again? Uh, knocking... On- Knocking on the doors and windows, the sound of wings flapping against the ceilings, and the sound of rats gnawing on bedposts. That's bats and rats, yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah I heard that all is. of these things at the old the trap house. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So we, we would always my joke parents about, moved into a new house, and I was house sitting, and I was hearing rats, and they were like, "We can't find where they're coming in." They finally did though. Nice. Yeah, we would always joke at that house about our upstairs neighbors. It was a one-story house. Mm-hmm. We would always joke about our upstairs neighbors. It was raccoons and birds and shit that lived in the is attic. Is that the one behind CVS? Yeah. 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 I could see that. Everybody knows where that house is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows somebody who has lived in that house. It's kind of weird. Yeah. it's. I can't tell you how many different like delivery guys would show up and be like, oh, my cousin used to live here. It's a, it's a vortex. It's gone now. Yeah. I was the last resident. Wow, they fucking tore it down. They I were like, did, yeah. "God, we can't even. We can't con- contain this." 
<laughs> yeah, this uh, bastard. Chris saw that they were tearing it down and uh-huh. uh, texted me, and uh, I I knew that they were gonna because obviously the place was condemned the whole time I lived there. Yeah, <laughs> and. It was not a good place. No, it was horrible. Horrible, horrible. I still love the memories that I have from that That's house. how those places work, though, is the yeah. thing. Like, J- James and I were reminiscing about it uh, when he texted me to tell me that uh, his girlfriend, fiance now, was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations, guys. You don't listen, but congratulations. Listen to my show. Um, <laughs> put Put the headphones on Cassie's stomach and play the Albert Fish episode. So that you have the most fucked up kid in the entire world. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Play the Mothman one so you have the coolest kid in the world. Yeah. I. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that episode is so sexually charged. <laughs> Listen, but I, found I, out, I said coolest. I found out they were tearing that place down, and I waited until they were like halfway done, and I went and I got one of the bricks. What episode? W- That's fun. Also. Yeah, That's good. I, I have a brick from that was basically my first house. What episode would you play for a kid? Of like just as of a thought ours? experience. Yeah, yeah. To make them turn out good. To make them turn out good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the mental health episode. Ooh, that's that's mm, that's good though. That's good. That's a good point. Other than that one though. Other than that one, what's our most kid friendly episode, Don? I don't know. There was a lot of love for kids in Albert Fish. Don't say that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Don makes the don't, jokes don't. that I'm uncomfortable yep. making. <laughs> yep. 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 I'm He's getting good at his job, people. I get I get away with it more because I'm older. I can just play the senility card. Um, <laughs> I fuck. I don't know. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Goatman Bridge. That could be fun. True. A lot of fuck you, Goatmans. Yeah, out there, abandoned by Disney, maybe. Because mm. it's mean, a Disney story. It is a Disney story. We Mickey Mouse does make an appearance. True. Um, no, I'm thinking Flat Earth. Yeah, that'd probably be the easy. That's true. Yeah, I mean we had Krampus, the Krampus, <laughs> the Necronomicon. Uh, we did talk a lot about Krampus's half goat dick. That's true. Yeah. We did do that. Well, when it comes High to Gate cryptids, Vampire? we just get horny. Oh, I gave Vampire might be good. It's yeah. basically, like we said, a Monty Python skit. Yeah. I'm going to, while he's doing that, I'm going to get back to the story here. Um, Weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got it. I've got the perfect one. Paul McCartney is dead. There you go. Ah, yeah, there we go. Easy. It's got music. It's got laughter. It teaches your kid to be skeptical. Yes. So more disturbingly, the sound of choking and strangling could be heard along with chains dragging and heavy objects hitting the floor. That sounds like a fun Friday. That's what I was just thinking. Maybe mommy and daddy were trying to make Zadok 2 electric boogaloo. Oh, my God. God damn it. That was so good. (laughs) That was a good joke and a mad. You've got to have a and d character called Zadok Orndorff. Zadok Orndorff is yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Orndorff, another name you don't name a child you love. Orndorff. That was, that a, was last a last name, name. So they were kind of just burdened with that. That is just a burden, huh? Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm sorry. If your last name is Orndorff, I'm so sorry. I am Zadok Necrobutcher. Um, all right. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could remember more of the death. Hellhammer. Hellhammer. Zadok. There were, not Zadok. Uh, <laughs> Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher. What was the other Necro one? Uh, Necro Death. Necro Death. Yeah. yeah. And, and just dead. Dead. And just dead. And Hieronymus. Yeah. Which, by the way, 
I was something came up and it was like the the most popular bands in each metal genre. Fucking Hellhammer is such a good drummer name. Yeah. I know. And when it got to black metal, it said Mayhem and the picture was like a modern day picture. They are still going. Mayhem's really? still a thing? Yes. Wow. What? None of the founding members are part of it, but yeah, Necro Butcher and took over and they still go on. Wow. They were going to, I know we talked about it in the episode. Yeah, but we they, did. They, I think. they had a tour. It was supposed to be the, what was it, the sodomizing right, of America or something? Could, but they couldn't because of, of some the, green card nonsense. Yeah. Yep. So we are never going to get through this episode. Sounds emanating from the bedroom as if beds were suddenly and roughly pulled apart, to which was added the sounds of fighting dogs chained together, making the noise deafening. This all just sounds like... I mean, listen, (laughs) as long as it's consensual, it sounds like it's fun. In all cases, the sources of the noise were never found. No rats were... (laughs) Yeah, mom and dad did not want y'all to understand what was going on. No, it was a ghost. It was... (laughs) That South Park episode, do you remember that? Oh my god. <laughs> it, it was a ghost! <laughs> it's this is ectoplasm all over the walls. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you don't know that episode? I don't watch South Park. Uh, it was an episode, the internet was... Yeah, the, uh, the entire internet shut down and yeah. uh, Randy went into uh, po- porn Randy? withdrawal. The dad. Yeah. Dad. Stan's dad. Oh, right, right. He he was into online porn and he it's went into Stan's withdrawal. Stan's dad, Cartman's mom. Yeah. And we don't really... I don't know and anything Eric's, about the other one. Not Eric's. Eric, uh, Kyle's mom and dad. Yeah. And then Kenny. But yeah, he went into a porn withdrawal and he snuck in. And They, they, they had <laughs> one computer. There wasn't enough internet for everybody. They were rationing it like water. Mm. And uh, he was supposed to only get like 10 seconds of internet time a day or something like yeah. that. And he went in and like locked the door and found like disgusting over the top porn. And, and when they walked in, there was jizz all over the walls and him and everything else. And he was saying, no, no. It's ectoplasm. It was. It was a ghost. Anyways, I believe him. <laughs> so no rats were found in the home, despite thorough Hashtag searching. Believe Randy. <laughs> yes. South Park is not my jam. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, despite thorough searching and and no damage to the furniture was ever discovered. Now during these demonstrations, the family refused to speak of the events to their neighbors. <laughs> 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 now the spirit increased its activity sometimes oh? yeah sometimes physically abusing the members of the family oh that's bad joel Dang. richard williams and especially betsy were subjected to being struck pinched and having their hair pulled relentlessly by the bell witch is this bell witch just your shitty cousin <laughs> <laughs> no this is, they're saying it's a spirit it's a spirit now lucy bell and john jr were left relatively unharmed by the witch Lucy was proclaimed by the spirit to be the most perfect woman living, and the witch showed a great deal of compassion towards her. That means dad is running through this house hitting kids. Either that or Lucy's the one doing it. That is one of the big theories. Yeah, the the spirit said, I'm the best. Yeah. That's true. One One of the big theories for this is that it was all done by Lucy. So, um. I mean, as we all know, this is, it's just SCP Pete. And he's playing some pranks. <laughs> and a gas leak. Yeah. Well, there was no gas leak in the 1800s. Sure there was. <laughs> was there not? Well, yeah. I guess they would have had wood-burning stoves yeah. at that uh, point. Uh, John Jr. had I long... When was gas a thing? Uh, that was like the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. John Jr. had long, intense conversations with the witch, but he never failed to show his animosity for it, declaring it to be the spirit of the damned. Now, on one famous occasion, the witch recited perfectly... That's just a burn on Lucy. Yeah. 
One, on one famous occasion, uh, the witch recited perfectly the sermon of Reverend James Gunn of Bethel Methodist Church, followed by the sermon of... Oh, every time you say James Gunn, I just get a flash of color, and mm-hmm. it's just Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy yeah. colors. Picturing yes. <laughs> uh, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, you're going to love this one. Uh, followed by the sermon of Sug Fort, despite the fact that they had originally been given the same time more than 12 miles apart. I like Sug Fort. No, that is what it says. Yeah. Wow. Sug Fort. I'm Sug Fort. I'm Sug, Sug Fort. He was he was Sugma before that was a thing. <laughs> I don't know what Sugma what is. What is that? Sugma balls. Oh, okay. <sighs> so, <laughs> family friend. <laughs> now I'm mad. You did not let that happen. <laughs> I, I I literally in my head I've got the mute the meme in my head where it's just like in the arms of the angels. So family friend William Porter claimed the witch <laughs> wasted <laughs> claimed the witch climbed into bed with him, allowing him the opportunity to seize the spirit in the bedclothes and attempted to throw it into the fire. I got a. I listen. This all just sounds like a freaky couple to yeah. me. Well, this is a family friend. Oh, yeah. Then it's polygamy. <laughs> oh boy, saying only that the immense weight and terrible smell of it prevented him from succeeding. Damn, Lucy, take a bath. Fucking <laughs> hey. Now the witch had a dislike for the family slaves, tormenting them relentlessly. Oh this family yeah, that's had right. Slaves? It's the 1800s. Yes, they were farmers in the early 1800s. Shit. I forgot. Yeah, beating them and refusing to allow them into the house. A bell slave named Dean stated he encountered the witch several times and that it appeared frequently in the form of a large black dog or wolf, sometimes with two heads. The Grim. Yep, sometimes with no head. Dean also claimed to be turned into a mule. And but atta- never with one head? No, I guess not. Uh, Dean also claimed to have been turned into a mule and attacked several times by the witch. She turned me into a newt. She turned me into a mule. <laughs> I got better. Got better. Um, he carried with him at all times his axe and a witch ball made by his wife as protection from the witch's influence. A witch ball? A witch ball. Yeah, it's like actually literally a ball that has stuff inside of it that you carry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So visitors- Witch ball just sounds cool <laughs> to me. Yeah. I'm just thinking of- Is that uh, what we call Quidditch in the modern era? Yes. Yeah. Witch ball. <laughs> witch ball. I'm just thinking of uh, the Hex Girls from Scooby-Doo. The Hex Girls. Yeah, from their, from their, I think it was the Bell Witch, actually. I don't know. I don't remember if it was specifically the Bell Witch, but I it was, all, it was a whole. I a lot of Scooby-Doo, but I don't know if this it was I think it was movies. like, like oh, yeah, one of the, movies, one of the later yeah. movies. I've never been, so is this weird to y'all? That it was I one of the good Scooby-Doo movies. I have never been into watching movies based on series well, it it was like the fully animated, like no, one where they it. got the high budget animation. But I'm saying like American or anime. Yeah. I I I don't watch like I don't watch the Dragon Ball Z movies. Yeah, well, I don't they're watch all just the filler. One Piece movies, and some of the One Piece movies are like important, and I just don't yeah. watch them. When it comes to anime, it's ninety percent filler for anime. Yeah, and like for movies. the and I don't, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. It's weird. So visitors and neighbors were not immune from the witch's performances. In, in one instance, the witch set three dogs named Caesar, Teague, and Bulger on traveling shakers who never traveled by the farm again. 
Shakers was like um, a, a religious uh, kind of part of the Quakers. Ah, uh, yeah, but that makes were, a lot of sense. Yeah. So in like another sect of Quaker, yeah, mm-hmm. in another story, so she sicked some dogs on some Quakers. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. That's fucking bad. <laughs> I don't know shit about Quakers, but they're pretty nonviolent, right? And I'm pretty sure they were abolitionists as well. So, like, I'm on their side. Yeah. So, in another story, a na- neighbor and husband of Esther Bell, uh, Bennett Porter, fired a shot at a naughty log. Naughty K N O T. I got it. Okay. But it sounded like you said naughty. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, that had been conjured upon by the witch. She struck the bark out and cut it, cut into it. But the conjuration vanished. Only the bent tree and bullet hole remained. What conjuration? Uh, uh, like she had conjured on it, but what? A log. A what? A log. A naughty log. It says that she fired a shot at a naughty log that had been conjured upon by the witch. Okay. But then the conjuration disappeared. Yes. But there's no description of what conjuring. The log. But the log remained afterwards. No. She struck the bark and cut it into it, but the conjuration vanished. Okay. And then the next thing you said was... Oh, only the bent tree and a bullet hole remained. Oh, you're right. I don't know. In another instance, Dr. Mize, a noted conjurer from Simpson, Kentucky, came to exercise the witch and was mocked and frightened away. (sighs) (laughs) Honestly, this witch is a queen. Um, She... (laughs) She's... She's not taking shit from nobody. No. She's like, no, nah, you can fuck right off, bud. <laughs> I'm over here doing conjurations and shit. Oh. Don't stop me. No. So John Bell Sr. and Betsy Bell seemed to be the two most frequently abused by the witch. For reasons still unclear, the witch adamantly opposed the union of childhood sweethearts Betsy, Betsy Bell and Joshua Gardner, frequently resorting to ruthless taunts and physical abuse. We have not gotten a description of this witch yet, and yet she she is like a physical presence, right? But yeah, well, she, she appears physical. as dogs, and yeah, anytime that they've seen the dogs or something, that's her. But otherwise, she's been unseen. Oh, but she's still taunting them, right? From yeah. the shadows, yes. Yeah. Um. So Joshua, okay, yeah. So Joshua and Betsy remained attached, but she put off marriage in fear of the spirit's reprisal. The witch's attacks on Betsy were not at all related to her relationship with Gardner, and the constant threat of the witch began to affect her such that she became prone to fainting spells and smothering sensations. That's o- just panic attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Often appearing exhausted and lifeless. Her experiences were not confined to the Bell property either. Uh, Betsy later described one incident, and this is this When the spirit became so tantalizing, filling my mind with horror and causing me to become so nervous, my parents often sent me to a neighbor's to rest for a night. My first night away from home was spent with Thinny Thorn. Thinny Thorn? Thinny Thorn. T-H-E-N-Y. Thinny Thorn. When we retired, there came a loud knocking on our outside door. Rather than Thicky Thorn. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's her brother. Um which seemed to fly open, and a, and a great gust of wind was felt. Thinny sprang up at once and lit a candle. To our surprise, the door was not open. Then a voice spoke softly, Betsy, you should have not come over here. You know I can follow you anywhere. Now get a good night's sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you a bad girl. Get some sleep. Listen, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth, but you know what? Tonight, you just take a rest for you. <laughs> yeah. 
a soft hand patted a, a soft hand patted my cheek, and the voice again assured us that we would not be disturbed anymore that night. The rest of the family often attempted to give That's weird. It is. Often attempted to give Betsy relief, and family friend Frank Miles promised to protect Betsy from any further abuse by the spirit. Betsy said Frank was the most powerful man any of us ever saw, and just as fearless as any living man. One time he said to me, come sit by me, little sister. Nothing will bother you while I'm here. The witch responded, you go home. You can do no good here. The witch began abusing Betsy, slapping her, pulling her hair, before turning on Miles, knocking him over and enraging him. Betsy. This sounds like, I don't even know what this sounds like. Yeah. Like, because you can't, okay, apparently we can't see the witch, but it's slapping people. Right. Well, people always talk about ghosts touching or hitting them Mm -hmm. when they can't see them. Yeah, I get that, but like, I don't know, man, it just doesn't feel right. (laughs) So Betsy continued to endure the spirit's abuse, and after calling off the marriage to Gardner, Betsy was eventually courted by and married to her former school teacher, Richard Powell. I don't like that again. Yeah, Yeah, no, not a fan at all. Despite the apparent abatement of the witch's torments, in 1820, she left the area with her husband and settled in Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I? Yep. Uh, One of the central goals of the Bell Witch seemed to be the death of John Bell Sr. Old Jack Bell, as the spirit called him, was blasted with curses, heinous threats, and serious physical torments. As the abuse continued to impact his psyche, Bell took to his bed and was cared for by John Jr. On December 19, 1820, John Bell failed to leave his bed and John Jr. went to the cupboard to retrieve the medicine for his care. Instead of the three medicine vials, he found only one vial. It was one-third full of a dark, smoky liquid of unknown origin. The voice of the witch gloated, It's useless for you to try to relieve old Jack. I have got him this time, and he will never get up from that bed again. She claimed of the vial that she gave old Jack a big dose of it the night before while he was fast asleep, which fixed him. The contents of the vial were thrown into the fire and erupted in a blue blaze. Lucy poisoned her husband. John Bell Lucy died. Lucy was the daughter, wasn't no, it? No, Lucy. It was. It was. Lucy John was the and mom. Lucy okay. were the mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bell Witch crashed the furniture, disrupting. Oh, yeah. So John Bell died December twentieth, eighteen twenty. The Bell Witch crashed the funeral, killed by his wife. Probably for good reason. We don't know, though. Disrupting the service and singing body drinking songs. Legend has it that the Bell Witch even had an encounter with then future president Andrew Jackson. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Jackson owned property in the Red River and decided to visit the Bell Farm after hearing the stories. This becomes a thing, right? Where a lot of people are going to visit the house. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of his wagons became stuck by an unseen you know force. What it is? I found I figured it out. It's the matter of fact way that the quotes that you're reading out yeah. are is like, no no no. The witch was slapping me. Right. Yeah. And everybody's fucking agreeing with them, I yeah. think is the thing. And like, while me, I don't believe in witch I mean, I believe in witches, but that's like a religion. I be- I don't believe in like ghosts and shit that can physically interact but are not able to be seen because if if you have like it's just because light 
interacts with physical objects and if you're physical enough to affect me that means light has to be able to interact with you and right. so on and so forth and blah whatever the fuck but like but all this to say ghosts are not real i don't believe in them so who is hitting these kids or adults now and why and like it's, how it could also just be shared hysteria yeah i guess but like i don't know how valid that is so um well they all they all live together too so it's they're with each other all the time imagine one of your family members starts saying this and then you're like oh yeah that happened to me too and then everybody's saying it even though like oh everyone else saying it it must be happening to them it'd be weird if it wasn't happening to me it could be like that kind of lie nah i don't know because i will see but I've always been the kind of person who's like, when, you know, my friends and or family members have been like, oh, no, I saw a ghost. I'm like, no, you didn't. Right. And so I don't, you have. That's but not these are superstitious people in me. the 1800s. I guess. I just think it's far more likely that someone is doing some abusing and, and, and the uh, family is covering up either through trauma or on purpose. Right. So yeah, when Andrew Jackson went to visit, one of his wagons became stuck by an unseen force and could not be moved, despite whipping the horses, examining the wheels, and having it pushed by the men in his party. He exclaimed, by the eternal, boys, this is the witch. I don't know if that's what Andrew Jackson sounded like. I don't care. Sure. To which the witch replied, all right, general, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. The wagon started of its own accord and then continued on their journey. That evening at camp, a self-proclaimed witch layer or witch hunter. Also, it's it's the frequency with which this witch is talking to people that's fucking me up. Right. Yeah. Said he had a silver bullet. Is it a witch or a ghost? Yeah. Is it a ghost witch? Well, we'll it's get a ghost to, witch. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, it's this still says spirit, but it's, I mean, witch. It uses it kind of interchangeably. Yeah. Uh, that evening at camp, a self-proclaimed witch layer or witch hunter said that he had a silver bullet and regaled the men with tales of hunting witches. <laughs> Jackson whispered to a colleague, I'll bet this fellow is an errant coward. By the Eternals, I do wish the thing would come. I want to see him run. By the Eternals. Is yeah, that's a, a very like ass. D&D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After which silence followed. Suddenly, there was the sound of light footsteps prancing on the floor, and the voice stated, All right, General, I am on hand and ready for business. The witch bade the witch hunter to shoot, but the gun did not fire. The hunter was struck by an unseen force, claimed to feel the pain of being stuck by needles, and exclaimed that he had been grabbed by the nose and fled from the tent. I gotta tell you, good acting. But (laughs) good acting. Yeah, basically... The witch exclaimed, how the devil did run and beg. I'll bet he won't come through here again with his old horse pistol to shoot me. I guess that's fun enough for tonight, General, and you can go to bed now. I will come tomorrow night and show you another rascal in this crowd. Jackson was eager to stay, but his party had enough, and Jackson returned to Nashville shortly thereafter. Which brings us to Mary Catherine, or Kate Batts, who died after, sometime after 1847. Wait a minute. Bathory? No, no that's a no. thing. Elizabeth Bathory. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the wife of Frederick Batts was believed by many to have been the culprit behind the disturbances known as the Bell Witch. Although not a poor woman, she was often mocked by others throughout the Red River settlement in Robertson County. 
Her improper usage of the of words, along with her sometimes strange ways, led many to think that she was practicing black magic or other forms of the occult. Was she autistic? It doesn't say. In the early I years, think, did, I don't even think they had the word for yeah. that. At that, that's point what in I was. Time. That's what yeah. I was getting at. She may have just been autistic, or maybe foreign. Yeah. In the early years of the century, uh, the way you say uses words wrong, yeah, frequently mocked, kind of, yeah, that guy, you know, it happens. Benjamin Batts, the brother of Frederick Batts, had a dispute with John Bell. Batts is a good last name, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, had a dispute with John Bell over the sale of a slave. You don't want to be around Ozzy if that's your last name. No. Facts of the dispute were later tangled and became the source of a rumor to the effect that John Bell and Kate Batts had the quarrel and that the Bell Witch was created by Kate Batts to get revenge on Bell. While there are plenty of stories connecting the Bell Witch to Kate Batts and some sort of disagreement that existed between her and John Bell, recent evidence suggests that she had nothing to do with it. In fact, contrary to reports of her claiming that she would get even with John Bell on her deathbed, Kate Batts actually outlived John Bell by many years. <laughs> so, <laughs> People were like, yeah. And when she died, she told him she, that he she'd get even with him. And actually, she outlived him by a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Today, there are many descendants of the Batts family living in Chatham, Montgomery, and Robertson County. So though it played a relatively minor role in the original Bell Witch legend of the early 19th century, the cave on John Bell's property has since become a focal point for visitors hoping to experience a bit of the haunting themselves. <laughs> Added to the National National Historical Registry in 2008, the Bell Witch Cave is the only original feature from the legend that can still be seen today, largely unchanged from the, unchanged from the way the Bell family would have seen it in 1817. Though numerous eerie events have been reported by visitors to the cave, including the renowned difficulty in taking photographs around the site in the pre-digital age, nothing of the scale of the original haunting centered around the Bell House, long since torn down, has been reported since the early 1800s. Now, following the, uh, the death of John Bell, the witch's activity dropped off sharply. The spirit was still active through the winter and spring of 1821, but it soon bade the family farewell, telling them that it would be gone for seven years. True to its word, the family remaining on the property, Lucy, Richard Williams, and Joel, claimed the witch did not return in February of 1828. Or did return, I'm sorry, in February of 1828, reappearing in much the same way it appeared the first time with shaking beds and unexplained noises. Mama found a brand new boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) It soon vanished again, claimed it would return to haunt the Bell descendants once again in 1935, but no other specific hauntings of the Bell family or their property uh, on the level experienced in the early 19th century have been reported. Now, despite this, unexplained activity in and around the Bell farm in Adams, Tennessee continues. Various encounters near the property along the old Nashville-Clarksville Road and the famous Bell Witch Cave still draws tourists and ghost hunters to Adams. The Bell Witch has been subject of countless modern books, analyses, an- analyses? Mm-hmm. D- documentaries, and movies, including the 2006 wide-release motion picture An American Haunting, very loosely based on the Bell Witch legend. Though the haunting of the Bell family apparently ended nearly 200 years ago, uh, tales of the Bell Witch are as compelling in 2009 as they were in 1819. And we're going to finish up with an article from the Tennessean, uh, which is the Tennessean. Yeah, a Tennessee newspaper says science may finally unravel 
the centuries-old paranormal tale of the Bell family haunting, a story that captured the imaginations of area residents and Hollywood executives alike for more than 200 years. 200 years. Austin Pay State University's Dr. Megan Mann, an assistant professor of chemistry, uh, talked about her research and subsequent theories on the Bell Witch during a Science on Tap event held in Clarksville earlier this month. I'm hoping that people can see this old and magical case through new and scientific eyes, Mann said in prepared statements ahead of an interview with the Leaf Chronicle. Ancient and modern folklore suggests that the Bell Witch poisoned the family's patriarch, John Bell, something Mann's research can explain through science. Mann began researching the Bell Witch in 2008 and appeared in the debut of A&E's new American documentary drama and paranormal investigation series, Cursed the Bell Witch. The five-part show premiered in October of 2015 and was filmed on location in Adams, Tennessee. She became interested in the legend shortly after moving to Robertson County when she spotted the Bell Witch cave sign on Interstate 24's Exit 11. I didn't know what it was, so I was curious, and that's when I started looking into it, Mann said, noting that it was one of the biggest draws in the tale, noting that one of the biggest draws to the tale is its believability. It has some level of truth behind it, which is unusual for a ghost story. We know that John Bell and his family were real people. There are records of these people, that these people lived in this area, and that kind of sets it apart from a lot of other legends in a way that's kind of fun, I think. In December of 1820, John Bell died from poisoning. Betsy Bell broke off her engagement with Gardner the following year. Over the last century, it's thought that Kate Batts had returned twice, once in 1828 and again in 1935 though many local residents believe she never truly left the area and remains in Adams today. Over the last century, it's, I've read that, for man, one of the most fascinating aspects of the legend has to do with John Bell's medical symptoms. At the bottom of the story is, of that story is really a poisoning. John Bell was supposedly poisoned to death, she said. In an effort to learn more, she drove into a written account, or dove into a written account of the hauntings. Our Family Trouble, the story of the Bell Witch of Tennessee by Richard Williams Bell, John Bell's son. His son talked about all of these strange medical symptoms that were he he was having, and a lot of them sounded very neurological to me. As someone who who knows a bit about things like biochemistry and toxicology, she said, he would have he would have had trouble swallowing, and his tongue felt weird. He would start getting this weird twitching sensation in his face, and eventually, it grew to the point where he was kind of impacting. It was kind of impacting him and other parts of his body, and that happened. And if that happened to someone now and you went to your doctor, they would send you to a neurologist. Even if John Bell's medical ailments could be explained, the fantastical events are less easily understood. We have right. that. That's where it all goes wrong is like we can make sense of what happened to John. Right. Pretty clear that he was poisoned. I mean, you said that there was a different vial than the three that there were supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the witch was like, but I poisoned him last night. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. If it was Lucy, she was abusing people and she poisoned her husband. And there, it's just trauma. I think Lucy found like an old book, Ye Old Ventriloquism or something, and learned how to throw she her voice. That's you know what I'm saying. <laughs> her doing ventriloquism was, in fact, like one of the big theories. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh -huh. wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, we have no way to authenticate them one way or the other, man said, like his shoes would go flying off and they could they just couldn't be kept on his feet. And he felt like he was being smacked in the night. We can't make heads or tails of any of that. In the book, Richard Bell goes into detail about his father's final days. 
One morning, they couldn't get him up, Mann said, adding that the family members discovered a smoky-looking vial of full, full of a dark-colored liquid after John Bell fell into a coma. And that could be anything. I mean, that could, that could be coffee, right? But the legend says the witch, who could speak, claimed that the liquid was a poison she had given him the night before with the intention to kill him, something she'd been threatening to do for some time. Hearing this, the family decided to give the liquid to a cat to see if it really was a poison. The cat died after ingesting it, and the family doctor said the liquid shared a similar smell with the scent of John Bell's breath, according to Richard William Bell's account. That cat had nothing to do with this. It has eight more lives. It's fine. No. <laughs> the family decided to destroy I mean, the- I mean, it's the 1800s. How else are you going to test it? Yeah. <sighs> Not on a cat. Leave the cats out of it. <laughs> there are- I mean- I'm a cat lover, Ruben. You're I, not gonna. I have a cat. I will say, cat outside cats like mine do untold harm to to local ecosystems. Oh yeah, that's why both of mine are inside. Yeah, mine hates inside. She came with yeah. the house, so yeah. The family decided to destroy the poison by throwing it in the fire, and it ignited a blue flame. But a blue colored flame isn't all that strange. Diagonally. Man. Man argued, neither are the neurological symptoms John Bell faced. If you look at these neurological symptoms, those oftentimes are caused by heavy metal poisoning, she said. Looking back into 1817, when the hunting, haunting began, Man discovered about 50 known elements, 10 of which could cause the blue flame the family observed. This led her to investigate arsenic and lead as possible poisons. Now, lead was quickly debunked because John Bell could quickly recover from his symptoms. The heavy metal also remains in the body for a long period of time, continually building on itself. It didn't add up, but arsenic did. Arsenic. Yep. It's a solution that could be explained in the death of the cat as well, Mann said. Cats lick a certain type of, lack a certain type of metabolism known as glucuronic acid conjugation leading man to believe the chemical used to poison John was metabolized through that pathway. Now, arsenic is metabolized through the glucuronic acid conjugation, allowing the body to quickly recover from small doses. It can be fatal in doses as small as 0.3 grams, mu much less than the lead's lethal dose of 21 grams. At the time, arsenic was widely available. It could be found nearly in nearly every barn as it was commonly used as a rodent side to keep mice and rat populations down around farms. Mm -hmm. Arsenic poisoning also aligned with the many other details in the story, including the blue flame that John Bell's and John Bell's facial and muscle twitching man said. I was literally about to say, yep. fucking rat poison was a huge fuck. Listen. Do you know how many grandmas out there done killed a husband? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I mean, by this point, it's probably great grandmas, but still. Yeah. Like, look, man, at so a certain point, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> or maybe you're just crazy and you're a terrible human. I don't know. Either way, it feels like this was just a an abusive mom with some rat poison. So man believes, I'm sorry, I skipped a page, a uh, paragraph. Uh, and when you combine all those together, those details that Richard William Bell, Williams Bell wrote about make sense. She said, the less paranormal stuff points to a very logical and common poisoning of that time and error. Era. That's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. Man believes John Bell was the victim of long-term arsenic poisoning. She believes he received small doses of the poison over the course of about three years. 
after the symptoms first occurred and a large fatal dose on the night before he died. We know that back then, arsenic poisoning became such an issue that many places in the United States and Europe, where it was happening a lot, were actually making laws specifically to punish people who were accused and found guilty of poisoning people with arsenic. It was such a big thing, she said, that they had to make a law for it. I mean, that's just like murder. Right. There's already a law about that. I know. Well, well, apparently murder by poison wasn't a big thing. You, you, well, it was. That's the I, problem. You killed him. Yeah, but it was poison. Oh, oh well. Yeah, okay. You're, no, you're good. I think the, the thing is, is like they had to I, uh, uh, regulate I, the arsenic. Yeah, that well. and also like, you know, if you this before, especially before you know that it's a poisoning, it's like. A bunch of people have been dying of arsenic. Arsenic is clear is like super available to everybody. It's not a surprise that people are going to die from it. Right. You know, it's one of those things. You can still buy rat poison. That's what I'm saying. As for who could have done the poisoning, man says it would be purely speculative. It could have been anyone, she said. The Bell family was considered a wealthy family in the early 1800s. Uh, they had a number of enslaved people on the farm, and historical records from that time show enslaved people poisoning their enslavers, man said. Ooh, you know what? I hope that was the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> historical evidence also shows abused wives poisoning their husbands. I mean, it could have been someone that didn't like them from church, she said, illustrating how difficult it would be to figure out who may have actually poisoned John Bell. Like any folklore and legend, every time it gets retold, it gets changed to be more crazy and more fantastical. Now, I've heard that this is the only time in history that a death was put down to supernatural causes. Oh, that may very well be true. Or it was the At first. Least the, the, the only time in American history, yeah. probably. But the reason this is so famous is because this was actually kind of like the first real ghost story of America. You know, we had, you know, late 1700s, we became a country. America was less than 100 years yeah. old at this point. So, and then you throw in General Jackson, you know. Yeah. So that gives it a sense of like, oh, there's a celebrity guest. Right. Histori story. More historical. Yeah. I was confused when that happened. I was like, yeah. excuse me? <laughs> there was Andrew a thing Jackson? where like, uh, other people her, were um, invited to stay in the, the bell house. Of Jacksonville fame? <laughs> yeah. During and, the time of the haunting, like it was almost an attraction yeah. where people would show up and like stay a night in the house. And of course, no ghost story can be complete without a... Little Zach Bagans thrown in. Oh fuck! Uh, one episode of Ghost Adventures. They did Zadok Bagabo. They did uh, investigate the Bellwitch Cave, and it was one of the most disturbing events that they ever experienced. But here's the thing: they set up multiple uh, like uh, radio frequency, yeah, things, the, the EMF or whatever. Well, yeah, but this was like pumping out like radio frequencies. Oh. In a cave, and then we're wondering why they started to all feel dizzy and weird, and they they chalked <laughs> it up to fucking ghosts doing it. My thing is, you're in a fucking cave, surrounded yeah. by rocks and minerals. You don't know what the electronic fucking uh, what is it wave forms or for everything is. You could just be fucking up with electromagnetism in that cave. Right. Well, I mean, just. Sound waves will yeah. do that shit to your brain yeah. too. Mm -hmm. 
But no, it was it was the ghost. The Bell Witch was there. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> because they wouldn't have gotten paid for the episode if she wasn't. Well, true. I don't know. I've seen some ghost shows where nothing happens. Yeah, but then they make it a thing where nothing happens. Yeah, you know? they debunk. Like, like OG um, ghost, hunters. ghost Hunters. Yeah. yeah. They like the whole episode. They'd be like, everything be setting up, and then it's like, we didn't hear anything. Yeah. It's a fucking waste of my hour. That's not what I want to watch. See, because when it was when it was Ghost Hunters, it was like, uh, we go to your house and we look for your ghost. Ghost kind Hunters of thing. International? No, the OG Taps. Yeah. Ghost, the Atlantic Paranormal. This was this was an HGTV joke that I oh, made. Oh, sorry. Ghost, House Hunters, Ghost Hunters oh. International. No, there was a Ghost Hunters International. What? No yeah. way. Yes. Yeah. That's where the I have the body of a pig real famous clip um oh, i don't think i've seen it yeah it was the ghost hunters international they were crawling underneath a building and you hear an evp that says i have the body of a pig and there's grunting noises and literally at the time the, the camera catches that evp the same time the camera you can see like in a silo, the shadows there's something that looks like a pig's head like crawling oh yeah interesting yeah we need Definitely one staged. We need one more person in here because you two are just straight out skeptics. Yeah. I am a skeptical believer. Right. I I'm willing to believe that there's something else out there, but you got to prove it to me. Right. I feel like I'm always getting double teamed here because I have to play <laughs> the side that it could be a ghost. Right. And instead I get stared at like a dog being shown a card trick. And it's just, it makes, we need somebody who's like just a hardcore believer who just believes everything. No, we would make them cry. Yeah. <laughs> but so that takes it. Yeah. So that's, that's the story of the Bell Witch, the first American horror story, uh, the OG American horror story. Yeah. Fuck what Ryan Murphy. Is the harder you go against us with that, the harder <laughs> we're going to go. Yeah. Every single time. One of the things that I thought about doing if we ever, it, not if, when we do the, the key. I'm gatekeeping horror stories. I just <laughs> want that to be clear. When we do the Key West thing, they actually have where you can um, go into the museum where Robert the Doll is kept. Yeah. At night. Ooh. And do a ghost investigation with Robert the doll. That sounds like I would hate it. It <laughs> sounds like I would love to hate it. You know? I, I would yeah. also say that in the same, well, not in the same room, but in the same area where Robert the dolls uh, is, is uh, Ilana Milagro de Hoyos's headstone. Who that? That's a Tansler. Tansler. Oh. Her headstone is in there too. Gotcha. Oh, I mean, it makes sense that that's where it would be. Mm-hmm. Fucking museums. <laughs> It belongs in a museum. So that wraps up the story. In the country it came from. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's in Key West, where it came. No, from. I get, I get it. But I was, I was talking about a, a different. Problem. Yeah. No, I, oh. I, I know what you were going on. Um. So as always, follow, like, subscribe. Um. Do all those things. If share. you want to get in touch with us, it's it's the easiest way: facebook.com slash tto pod uh or the the less easy way where we might take forever to reply to you is rdj two towns over at gmail.com yeah even if you're trying to give us information for, for an episode that we need the information for it could take us almost a year before we realize you emailed it to us yeah we don't check that much no um 
Anyway, follow us on Patreon. Give us some money. We need that shit. Yeah. Uh, we're on patreon.com slash two towns over. Right. Yep. And you, you gotta you type have it into the URL because yep. we are an explicit podcast. They Very. will not let you search on the search bar. Not at for all. Some reason. I tried whenever I did the ad for the fish episode. Uh huh. I tried to change the email address to patreon.com slash TTO, you know, that. Yeah. But it'll only just do patreon.com. I don't know why it won't do the. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, biggest thing you can do to help us is share us. Yes. Uh, Even if you don't want to pay us, maybe you know someone else who likes us enough to pay us. And speaking of people who want to pay us, we got three, uh, well, two new ones, but one who hasn't been shouted out long enough like everybody else. Um, we've got Lex Be Better, Pirate King Luffy, and <laughs> Ogade Khan. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure how I feel about Luffy. Why? Yeah. Because, I mean, quote Luffy from the manga. There's only one Luffy, and it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that is Luffy. I don't... So here's the thing, is Luffy is a fictional character. Is he, though? Yes. Is he? Uh Uh-huh. Dude, back when I played Sea of Thieves all the time, my favorite thing was to shit on people who had luffy in their gamer tag yeah why yeah. your favorite thing is to shit on people period That's in sea true. of thieves yeah i'm gonna start calling you fish no no. <laughs> no 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 but because like they would go and change their gamer tag to a pirate thing and i'm also, like also look at a con i fucking see you out here let me see i was googling your name to see how we how it was uh pronounced pronounced and it's a that is a real person well, he was yeah. a Kagan of the Mongol Empire. He was the third son of Genghis Khan, or Genghis, and a second Kagan emperor of the Mongol Empire, succeeding his father. Oh. He was born in 1186, and he died in 1241. Thank you for staying long enough, alive long enough to listen to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks. By the way. Son of Genghis Khan. Yeah. Right. Ogade had told me. Because he's the one that messaged about the Discord server. Being, oh, really? Okay. And when I put it in, you know, he immediately got into the Discord server. And I was like, there's not much going on right now, but we're working on it. And he said, I'm literally just sitting here waiting for the One Piece conversation to start. <laughs> so. Well. It's starting soon. Is it, though? It I better mean, be. How long does it take to read a comic book? Uh, I'm two chapters in. Listen, dude. <laughs> the fucking break is over. The people that we're listen, man, you gotta hurry the fuck up because there's some shit that we I gotta talk about. Okay, all right, all right, all right. And I'll you got try a to thousand chapter chapters or more I to go. Literally, <laughs> literally, hunt, uh, over a hundred volumes. Like I'm dying to talk to you about the shit that's happening in this last chapter. Ten fifty four for any of those who are following along here uh just came out monday and holy fuck (sighs) and i'm still waiting for you to finish that archie comic i gave you because i really need to talk to you about what jughead did excuse me right on that it was a joke excuse me what what's a jughead archie you never heard of archie comics what's a archie the fuck out of here don't know what archie is 
every kid got an Archie comic at the grocery the store. shit-eating grin on Ruben's face right now. <laughs> yes, because it transfers so well. What do you mean there's a blonde kid? That's why I have to translate Ruben's expressions and his eyebrows. If he keeps it up, we're going to start filming the show. What do you mean Jughead looks kind of like Josh with short hair? <laughs> Fuck. Mostly because of the beanie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Anyway, this energy is like gentle chaos still. Yeah, like, yeah, it's still we we're on some weird shit today. Yeah, Pirate King Luffy, I'm I'm kind of fucking with you. Your name's dope. I figured as much. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, it's just a way. So we're gonna wrap this up because apparently there's a wall on our way now. So anyway, bye. I've been Don. I've been Ruben. I've been Josh. And fuck cancer. Shout out to the plant babies. And their moms. And their moms. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Cancer, be good to yourselves.